0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Brazil Babble podcast. Here with me today, Christian Newton. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Try and get as many guests on here as I can. Um, I know I did my last podcast on Game of Thrones just because I couldn't help it, but I'm getting back to the basketball here today, and we're going to be going over the top Western Conference teams that we think could dethrone the Golden State Warriors. Uh, what you did there. Yes, d Throne Game of Thrones, you like that?
1: I do like that considering I'm starting to get back into the action of it. Ooh, are you
0: are you trying to get back into the the, the Thrones season 7 season 8? Yeah, well,
1: I'm on season 5 right now, so. Oh, you got a ways to go. My, I'm working my way through it, so.
0: Okay. Okay. You let me just know like when you w- get there.
1: Just like working through the regular season of the NBA, and working through the uh, Game of Thrones episodes.
0: That's right. It's a process. Yeah, trust it. Yeah, you do. You do. All right. So I'll allude to you first. What team out of the Western Conference do you realistically see beating the Golden State Warriors in a seven-game series? All right. Realistically. Realistically, I don't think either of us think anyone's going to beat them. Exactly.
1: But who gives them the best challenge? Probably. Houston Rockets, just because the way they play, it's it's kind of a simplistic offense when you look at it. It's hunt the matchup, let James Harden or CP3 run the show. You have Capella rim running, even their underrated acquisition of Farid, who gives another dynamic of rim running as well. And then you have like PJ Tucker kind of doing that Trevor Ariza role, just spotting up in the corner and defending the hell out of the opponent's best players. So, it's going to be a tough tough team to get out.
0: Other than James Harden, I think P.J. Tucker is the most important person on that team.
1: Without a doubt. I mean, he's a a pit bull. And there's no other way to describe him. He's a pit bull. He'll play hard. He's not one of those, like, analytics darlings, I would say. But he is a 3 and D, which the league is loving now. So...
0: Absolutely, and I think at the beginning of the year, we saw the Houston Rockets struggle a little bit, and I think they were trying to figure out that Trevor Ariza-type role at the beginning of the year, because um, they lost him to Phoenix, and then I, fig- I, I feel like they just didn't have that guy that meshed them together really well, and I think P.J. Tucker kind of stepped into that role and has really been really, really good for them.
1: You try to tell me Melo didn't do a good job?
0: Who? Oh, come on. Oh, Mel, yeah, I, I forgot he was on the roster. It's been a while. I forgot he was on the roster. No, he did a terrible job. Oh, man, he's washed now.
1: It's a shame, but he's washed.
0: Yeah, he's he was one of the all-time great scorers. Not anymore. Nope. No, not at all. So Houston, you know, Houston's played Golden State tough all year long. They're 3-1, I believe, against them regular season. Um, their one loss coming in the past like week or so, and that was without Kevin Durant actually playing. Uh, so yeah, I can yeah, see I can see why you think that they could definitely beat them. Plus, you have last year. I mean, Conference Finals, they're up three two. Chris Paul gets hurt. We know the rest. Golden State goes on and wins. I think realistically, if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, I don't think the champions are Golden State last year. Uh you. I mean, you could say
1: that, but then yet again, you never. With that uh 0 for 27, whatever that weird, fluky stretch was where they missed all their three-pointers in Game 7. You never really know, but CP3 would have helped that offense for sure. And I I honestly think there's another X-factor when they play against each other. I think Aaron Gordon. Eric Gordon. I think he's another guy who can get his shot just like CP and uh, James, but not at that prolific level. Still, he gives a great options, space in the floor. You, you, you can just tell him, hey, move around a little, get find a way to get open, we'll find you, boom, knock down a three.
0: Now here, here's a little bit of a, a wild comparison right here, but Eric Gordon is the guard version of Nikola Mirotic. How so? You set him out there. He can shoot it from 30, 35 feet away. He can drive by you, but he's not the greatest finisher once he does.
1: Yeah, but see, Miritich go, goes by purely because his up fake is undefeated.
0: See, Gordon has a nice little up take too.
1: Not like a Miritich up fake. Miritich's up fake is just legendary.
0: See, that's my comparison. I thought I'd throw it out there. I find their games rather similar, being different, two different positions.
1: Well, I mean, Gordon's a little rounder for a guard, but he is strong. So.
0: And I think Gordon, personally, I think Gordon's the second-best offensive player on the team. No disrespect to Chris Paul. Um, shot creator, I think Chris Paul's got him. Playmaker, I think Chris Paul's got him. But pure scorer, I think Aaron Gordon can beat out Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, pure scoring-wise, probably Aaron Gordon's better than CP3. But it's all those other int- other tangibles you l- listed there that would give the edge to CP3 there, which is why he would be the second.
0: I mean, chart Paul's having, I believe it's his lowest points per game total since, I think it was 2006, I read. Um, worst shooting season since around there as well. So scoring-wise, he's been really, really down
1: at that who would you rather have running your offense Chris Paul or Eric Gordon
0: running my offense obviously I would want Chris Paul
1: exactly so
0: well on that team James Harden personally but yeah that's also true and when thinking about Golden State now the boogies on the team and I mean he's going to be guarding Capella um the pick and roll becomes that much more deadly with Houston I mean you have James Harden and Capella I'll say Clay's guarding Clay's the best perimeter defender on Harden with Boogie guarding Capella, I think that's a mismatch every single time when you get in that pick-and-roll because Boogie can't guard the pick-and-roll. No.
1: But, and it's tough because he came back from Achilles, but even at that with his, his girth and his lack of foot mobility, I mean, it's going to be tough, and it's something that my Celtics were able to exploit that one lucky night in Golden State.
0: <laughs> that blowout?
1: Yeah, that that's a lucky game. I didn't watch any of it, which is probably why they won so big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but if you have a guard, I think James Harden's the toughest, the toughest individual guard in the NBA, meaning toughest to defend. Um, Without a doubt, Kyrie's obviously up there as well, just because of his handles and his his creativeness. But I think Harden's got him beat right now, just because of that legendary step back jumper he has. It's not just a step
1: back. I mean. He can entice you with a step-back, but he can also blow by you.
0: Oh, he's a great and hes in- great at blowing by you, great at finishing. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just saying the step-back, he's, like, he's changed the game with the step-back.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And even if the step-back's not working, he can just put a little dribble by you, and he's got a big enough body where he can just pretty much box you out with a dribble, hold you off, and then either lob it up to Capella or even just kick it out to a shooter or pretty much put up a floater. The triple threat right there.
0: Oh, he is. He is. Is he your MVP right now?
1: Ah, oh, man. If you would have asked me, like, a few months ago, I would have said no. And I'm still going to say no, just because, personally, I go with the narrative of best player, best team. Okay. And best best team right now is the Bucks, and... So the best player is the Greek Freak, so I think he's
0: the MVP. I've got nothing against the Greek Freak, and if you asked me this question two weeks ago, I probably would have said Giannis. But I think I I think for me it's James Harden right now.
1: I mean Giannis is just he does it pretty much every night, and it's not just on the offensive end where he's just a freakish athlete, but on defense too he brings it every single night. Like he's got a motor. But Harden's just so skilled and gifted. It's just incredible. it's really all you can say about it.
0: Yeah, the only reason I put Harden above him right now is the jump from the 14 seed at the beginning of the year when they were struggling to being the number three seed right now, and potentially they could pass Denver, could pass Golden State if something drastic happens. I, I think that just pushes... Harden over the top for me, just because it's been all hardened. It's not like a team effort. It's it's just Harden.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of like what I think of as the rust season with the triple-double, where it's like James is just spearheading that team through the regular season. However, it's I think Giannis has been the most consistently great the whole year, and I think he should be rewarded for that.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that he's been most consistent throughout the regular season putting up these numbers. I mean, we look at Harden, it's come a little bit late in the season. George as well made that late push from December to to current. I mean, he's slowing down a little bit. But I think Giannis, like you said, has been the most consistent.
1: Yeah. Anyways, let's, let's go to what you think for the Western Conference. What's your team?
0: All right, I'm taking the Oklahoma City Thunder. And what big reason? Paul George, obviously. Russell Westbrook as well. I mean, can't discredit triple-double. Um, I'm not one of those big believers that The triple-double means you're the greatest player in the world. Um, But he's averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons now. He's having a down-scoring season, I understand that, shooting percentage-wise. But his mentality, his brutality, his physical force that he puts on a defense is unlike any other player in the NBA.
1: He's pretty much much Giannis, except at the point guard version.
0: Yeah. Yeah and or,
1: or or the other way around Giannis is pretty much Westbrook except longer and more
0: athletic. The other reason I'm picking this team is I compare this team a lot to the 2011-2012 Thunder team with Durant that made the finals and lost. Um and I've been doing this all year ever since probably December. I'm trying to compare these two teams. Obviously one made the finals and I'm not saying Oklahoma City is going to make the finals because the Thunder back then didn't have the competition they have now with the Warriors. Um, but Paul George is having a better season than Kevin Durant had in that season.
1: Yeah, like you could say that. Even though Durant's still obviously a better player than George, but
0: oh, without a doubt, Durant's top two player in the NBA. Some will argue one, um, but just comparing seasons and what they did for their teams during those seasons, George to me has had a better year than Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, but Kev- I think Kevin Durant was still what like four or five years in George's oh yeah a little beyond that in years so
0: and I think Durant Durant was entering his prime then I think George is currently in his prime for sure um and I think it goes back to a lot of people say Westbrook can't be the best player on your team to win a finals and that's where Kevin Durant was with the Thunder he was that guy to be better I think George right now is better than Russell Westbrook making it so that they could win a finals with Westbrook on the team
1: I think Russ is their most important player, but Paul George is probably their best player as of this season. I'd absolutely
0: agree with that. I'd agree with that. I also think depth-wise, when you look at this Thunder team compared to the finals Thunder team, this year's got that one beat. Obviously, they had James Harden, great player. Schroeder's been almost identical to what Harden did in that season. Um, You look at the center position, Steven Adams is going to be a lot better than Kendrick Perkins and Nazi Muhammad. And
1: um, hey, don't don't put disrespect on the goat. Kendrick
0: hey, no Perkins. disrespect to Kendra Perkins, none at all, none at all.
1: And then no, when you look at the four position, don't pick a fight with
0: him, Don't pick a fight with him. I would, I wouldn't stand a chance in that fight. I think we all know that. Neither
1: did Drake. So.
0: <laughs> then the last position, you look at Serge Ibaka, Jeremy Grant. He's a long, athletic defender who's knocking down threes. That's all Serge Ibaka did.
1: I don't even think Ibaka had a three at that point in his
0: career. Too, long so. long twos, elbow jumpers. I think I'd take Grant right now over that Serge Ibaka.
1: I think Ibaka as a defender it would have been better than Grant just because of rim protection.
0: See, Grant can rim protect. He's just not as thick as Ibaka was where he could bulk up and basically have someone come up to him back down. and Ibaka would take that away. If you back down Grant with a bigger player, I think you can score a little bit easier.
1: My only issue with picking OKC again over the Warriors is just the lack of shooting. Because Russ may be finding his jumper slowly, but it's still not—it's still kind of broken. Oh, the only Paul, shooter you have Paul on that George, team is George. Paul George can create a shot and shoot. That's great. Jeremy Grant, how many times can you rely on him knocking down threes? Steven Adams doesn't remotely have a three. And then who am I missing out of that? You got to look Connor? at
0: Ferguson. You got to look at Morris off the bench. Um, Abdul Ferguson. Nader.
1: Ferguson's decent.
0: Um, Nader and Morris. Morris. They come off Morris, the bench.
1: You know, it's a Morris thing. Like they're streaky. They could get hot. They could not. Nader, just based off the whole Celtic experience, I'm like, no, no, I had enough of them.
0: <laughs> not liking him.
1: No, no. Needless to say, I never bought Abdul Nader stock, but I still wouldn't buy it.
0: I think the one guy that uh, OKC is missing right now is Roberson. Greatest shooter on the planet.
1: Ah, uh, well, he shot a shot with a.
0: Hey, he scored that shot. Nita, but <laughs> he scored that shot.
1: He scored on that, but... That's the only shot man. he
0: really needs to take. I
1: don't know. I don't even know if he'll come. Do you think he'll be back by the playoffs? I don't. I don't think
0: he's coming back this year.
1: I don't think he's coming back either. No. That would have added some help defensively against the Warriors, but
0: I think that's a guy you can have that uh, can chase around Clay. If anything,
1: either Clay or he can D up a KD. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, that's the matchup I want to see though. It's the Paul George, Kevin Durant, Western Conference Finals matchup. Yeah, then Russ guarding
1: Steph, and then. Ferguson probably chasing down Clay.
0: And Adams, you know Adams is the tough guy. He'll take he'll take Boogie on without without any doubt.
1: Oh no, Adams will love the physical battle, but Boogie Boogie loves the physical. He's he's he struggles against those guys that flare out and then have the ability to just put it on the deck and then either score or create from there. Sort of what Pretty much what Al Horford does in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: I mean, it would be an interesting matchup because OKC does play defense.
0: See, that's at a the high thing. Level. OKC's defense. I mean, they they create the most turnovers in the NBA, and I think that's one thing offensively that the the Warriors aren't necessarily great at is taking care of the ball.
1: Yeah, they get a little casual because you know when you're blowing past the competition. take it easy sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. Trying to get a little flashy.
1: Because sometimes you just want to kick it out to Steph, but Steph's not in the game.
0: (laughs) That was one of my favorite plays of the year.
1: (laughs) Not as funny as the one where Channing Frye throws it out to Sexton. That one was fun. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Channing. Creating offense. Oh, no, Channing.
0: Would have been better if Steph hit that shot.
1: Probably time to retire.
0: We kind of picked opposite teams on this spectrum. I mean, Oklahoma City doesn't have shooting to Houston, who it's, or makes the most threes per game, takes the most threes per game. Completely different styles. See, I mean, styles make a fight. They do. They do. I think we'll end it right there on this podcast for me and Christian Newton. Peace out, Cub Scouts.